story concerning the life of Yosef and how he's a type of Yahshua, amen? You know, and so we got into this, uh, you know, uh, last week, even a couple weeks ago, and, and last week, and we're going to jump in today. We left off at uh, Genesis 37 25, so we're going to pick it up today with Genesis 26 through 28. Let me have my first reader read Genesis 20, I mean, I'm sorry, 37 26 through 28, please. And Judah said unto his brethren, What profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brethren were content. Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, price of a slave. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. Hallelujah. Okay, so... Here it is. It speaks of Judah speaking and saying, let us sell, let us sell Yosef. And we know Yosef is a type of Yahshua. We can see that, that this prophesied that Judas, you know, would be the one that would sell his brother Yahshua to the Ishmaelites. Now remember, Ishmaelites speaks to those who hear from Elohim. And within the body of of uh, uh, within the camp of Israel, if you would, uh, uh, the people of Elohim, the ones who hear from Elohim are supposed to be the priests, you know, the priests and, uh, and the prophets, actually, you know. And so here it is. This is a picture of them, of Judas, selling Yosef, who's a type of Yahshua. So it's a picture of, of Judas selling Yahshua. To the priest. Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, um, who is their brother? You know, so now it says, it speaks of them passing by the Midianites. The Midianites um, are merchantmen. And say they sold uh, Joseph to the Israelites for 20 pieces of silver. Excuse me. All right, so hereby we have Judah plotting to sell Yosef or uh, Yahshua to, the, to those that's hearing from Elohim, that is to the priesthood. The Ishmaelites traveled with the Midianites, um, the Midianite mer merchantmen, i.e. the merchantmen of strife. Uh, Median means strife, you know, so them being merchantmen, you have merchantmen of strife. Now this prefigured what would happen to Yahshua. You know, in Matthew 26, 14 through 16, we read, Then one of the twelve called Judas, or Judah in, in Hebrew, Iscariot, went unto the chief priest, you know, and said unto them, What will ye what what will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Okay, so we can see like this is a parallel. You know, very, very clear to see that this is a parallel. But it seems to be a discrepancy. You know, in, in, um, when we look at Genesis 37 and Matthew 26, 15, you know, when it comes to 
the amount of silver is different. So, so I want you to understand that this discrepancy between the purchase price of Joseph and Yahushua is due to their age, and it isn't a mishap of prophecy. It's not a mishap of prophecy. It is due to their age difference. You know, when we look at um, Genesis 37, 28, it speaks of Joseph being sold to the Israelites for 20 pieces of silver. Now, 20 pieces of silver is in conjunction with someone of Joseph's age. Joseph was 17 at the time. Now, we know that Abraham kept Torah because scripture tells us so. Amen? You know, and so we know that his son and his son's son, you know, um, Jacob, or Jacob, if you would, you know, also would have kept Torah. You know, and Torah teaches us in Leviticus 25, 27.5, and if it be from five years old, even unto 20 years old, then thy estimation shall be of the male 20 shekels, and for the female, 10 shekels. So see, this is why he went for 20 shekels of silver. You know, even because of his age, because he was less than 20 years old. And so the going price would have been 20 shekels. And he was selling it to the Ishmaelites. And they both were sons of Abraham. So they both would have been versed in Torah. In Yah's teachings and instructions concerning such a thing. And so we see he went for 20 shekels. Now, Yahshua, on the other hand, actually went for 30 pieces of silver. Now, 30 pieces of silver is actually in conjunction with the price of the death of a servant. Mm -hmm. The price of the death of a servant. Mm -hmm. You know, and mind you, that these 30 pieces of silver only occur in scripture two more times. Mm -hmm. You know, so it occurs um, outside of I'm sorry, outside of here, speaking about Yosef, I'm sorry, Yosef doesn't mention 30 pieces of silver, but um, outside of Matthew, Matthew speaking of Yahshua, you know, being sold for 30 pieces of silver, there's only two other places in scripture that 30 pieces of silver are mentioned. And in both cases, they are in alignment with uh, the prophecy concerning Yahshua and his death and his being sold for 30 pieces of silver. You know, and so we're going to take a look at these two places. The first one is Exodus 21, 32. It says, if the ox shall push a manservant or a maidservant, he shall give unto their master 30 shekels of silver and the ox shall be stoned. Mm -hmm. See, now on the outside, this doesn't look like it has anything to do with Yahshua. Now, does it? But it absolutely has. And I'm going to show you, you know, first of all, spiritually speaking, the ox speaks to a strong leader. You know, but when we look up to look up the word ox, we find that it's short, number 7794, which speaks to a bullock. But it's a bullock as a traveler. You know, it comes from shore number 7788, meaning to turn. That is to travel about as a merchant. Now, I want you to think about 
this one traveling about as a merchant because you know what you're going to find is that you know this passage absolutely aligns with what would happen to Yahshua and you know even the story of Joseph you know here it is we have the word ox which literally literally speaks about want traveling about as a merchant or a traveling merchant what do we have in Genesis 37 28 traveling merchants Midianites traveling merchants you know I pray that you can see that you know now and we spoke about those traveling merchant men and how they were uh, they were they were men of strife as Midian means strife and now they were associated with the Ishmaelites, you know, those hearing from Elohim or the priests. So within this, you can see the priests and men of strife, you know. And when you consider the account of Yahshua and how they treated him, you can see that those merchant men were Midianites. They were merchants of strife. And they purchased, they purchased from Judas Iscariot, Yahshua, for the price of a dead servant. And that was meant to be an insult. You know, and knowing all the wonderful works that he was doing, you know, that he couldn't have done them except he be of the most high air. You know, so I pray that you can see like this is this was actually talking about what would happen to Yahshua. You know, um, if the ox, the strong leader the traveling merchant, the merchant man, you know, who actually did buy Yahshua. If he push a manservant, you know, um, and that is, you know, to cause him harm, to kill him, he shall give unto their master 30 shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. Now, you consider that this was speaking to the priest and how they did push the manservant, Yahshua, who came as a manservant and how they killed him. And you consider how Yah in return destroyed the temple and the priesthood and said that not one stone will be left upon the other and you can see the ox surely will stone. Amen? You know, but I thought that was pretty awesome that that was in there that you see this merchant this traveling merchant actually in scripture and how he would actually um, have to pay 30 shekels of silver now the only other place in scripture that 30 pieces of silver is mentioned it too details the passion of Yahshua and it's found in Zechariah you know let me have my next reader read Zechariah Zechariah 11, verses 7 through 13. And I will feed the flock of slaughter, even you, O poor of the flock. And I took unto me two staves, the one I called beauty, and the other I called bands, and I fed the flock. Three shepherds also I cut off in one month, and my soul loathed them, and their soul abhorred me. Then said I, I will not feed you, that that dieth, let it, let it die, and that it is to be cut off, let it be cut off, and let the rest eat every one of the flesh of another. And I took my staff, even beauty, and cut it asunder, 
that I might break my covenant, which I had made with all the people. And it was broken in that day. And so the poor of the flock that waited upon me knew that it was the word of Yahuwah. And I said unto them, If ye think good, give me my price, and if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price thirty pieces of silver. And Yahuwah said unto me, Cast it unto the potter a goodly price that I was prized at of them. And I took the thirty pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of Yahuwah. Hallelujah. Okay, so here it is. Verse 7 said, And I will feed the flock of um, slaughter. And this is Zechariah, you know, um, uh, in, in place of the shepherd, speaking about feeding the flock of slaughter. That is, that, you know, first of all, you need to understand that there's, there's a flock that is to be slaughtered. There's a flock of Elohim that is to be slaughtered. You know, and A lot of people don't understand this because it kind of defies what most people think of the most high. You know, um, you know, like, you know, he, he's the savior. You know, and you know, he's he's saving humanity. Yes, he is. But there's also a flock that is to be slaughtered. You know, and you see pictures of this, you know, spiritually speaking, pictures of this when you consider all the the um, the sheep that were destroyed throughout the years mm. that the sins of Israel might be covered. Yes. Mm. Well, you put them all together, that's a pretty big flock of slaughter, is it not? Mm -hmm. And it's not complete. There are still some people who are called to sacrifice their lives, you know, so that others might be saved, so that their sins may not be a common unto them, you know, you know, so that they may stand in the gap, you know, and have an example. Even as Yahshua stood in the gap as an example unto us, you know. He's to be first of many what? Brethren. Yeah. A flock of slaughter. Who are led to the slaughter. And don't. They're not crying and kicking as they go. You know. They're led to the slaughter and they're silent. As if, as if uh, they're dumb. You know. And they, they don't speak a word. Even as Yahshua did. Now, verse 8 of Zechariah 11 speaks of three shepherds. He says, also, I cut off in one month. And just um, as a side note, this word month is Eureka, number 3391. You know, it means moon. Eureka is moon in Hebrew, and it speaks of a lunation, you know, a month, uh, you know, a, a, a whole lunation. You know, it is not Kodesh, which is oftentimes translated as new month or month, you know, which speaks to a renewal, you know, something totally different. 
this truly talking about a monk. And just um, for my disciples, I want you to take note that whenever Yah speaks in relation to monks as a period of time, he's speaking about the wicked. He's speaking about the children of darkness. Because the moon is the light that rules over the darkness. Even as the sun is the light that rules over the day. You know, and here he's talking about the wicked being cut off in one month. You know, and so I wanted to point that out. You know, because Yah's words are intentional. They're not there by happenstance. They're not arbitrarily placed. They're intentionally placed. You know, now these shepherds, he goes on to say, my soul loathed them. His soul loathed them. And he said that their soul also abhorred me. Now this is talking about Yahshua. And in this, in this passage, you know, Yahshua is like unto Zechariah. You know, and he's um, speaking of three shepherds that he would cut off during that time. And don't, and don't you know that during that time, Yahshua cut off three shepherds? Who were the three shepherds that was over the flock of Elohim during the time of Yahshua? Anyone want to take a stab at it? Sadducees. Sadducees. Pharisees. Pharisees. And scribes. Absolutely. Sadducees are the priests. Yeah, so those are the three, the three shepherds. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the scribes. Those were the three shepherds that was over the flock. You know, and those are the three that got destroyed when the temple were destroyed. You know, um, and it speaks of them loathing him and his and, and, and them abhorring him. You know, now, for that which he did, he says in verse 12, if ye think good, give me my price. And if not, forbear, keep it. So they weighed for my price 30 pieces of silver. This was a huge insult. This was a huge insult. And Yahuwah said unto me, cast it unto the potter a goodly price that I was prized out of them. That's called sarcasm. Yah is being sarcastic. It wasn't a good price. It was an insult, a huge insult, um, price of insult, you know, uh, that showed how insulting they were. Hence, he tells them to cast it into the potter's house. He says, cast it unto the potter. You know, that's what I think of that. And so he says, I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of Yahuwah. Now this, of course, is speaking in relation to Judas Iscariot who will betray Yah and how the priest gave him 30 pieces of silver and how he would in turn take the 30 pieces of silver back and he would cast them into the house of Yahuwah, into the temple. Mm -hmm. And they would take the 30 pieces of silver that he cast into the temple and lo and behold what would they go and buy the potter's field mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
like I said, the times where it speaks about the 30 pieces of silver are in relation to Yahshua's passion. Mm. You know, and so every time, you know, in, in the story of, of um, Yosef, in Leviticus, and talking about the ox, um, goring a man or a, or a woman, and here in Zechariah, they're all speaking of the death of Yahshua. Mm. All right. Let's continue on. Um, Genesis 37, 31 through 36. My next reader, please. And they took Yosef's coat and killed a kid of the goats and dipped the coat in the blood. And they sent the coat of uh, many colors and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found, know not, know now, whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his coats, his clothes, and put sackcloth upon his lions, lungs, and mourned for his, for his sons many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. And the Midianites sold him into Misraim unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and captain of the guards. Hallelujah. Okay, so. We're going to take a closer look at verse 36. Um, but before we do, let's consider what's being said. So, like, now, here it is. Yaakov, which is the type of the father in this in this sense, mm -hmm. you know, has perceived his, that his son is dead. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, in all actuality, this is speaking to Yahshua being dead. You know, in conjunction with the parallel that's being presented here. You know, is showing that okay, Yahshua is now dead, and so it's continuing on from that point of him dying. You know, now after the father seeing that he is dead, this is what happens. You know, and this is, you know, a, in parallel to what would happen to Yahshua. You know, it says the Midianites sold him into Mitzrayim. You know, and the Midianites, of course, means strife. And so the merchants of strife, those, those men of strife, you know, sold him into Mitzrayim unto Potiphar. You know, Mitzrayim speaking to straits. You know, that's what Mitzrayim means, straits, or real troublesome times. You know, um, now, and it speaks of unto Potiphar. Now, Potiphar, his name means belonging to the sun. Now, it gets pretty awesome up through here. You know, Mitzrayim also speaks to the, the word, the letter of the word. You know, but here it is. We see that the Midianites, those men of strife, you know, actually selling him into uh, Mitzrayim 
to someone belonging of to the son. Mm. So now the son is the light of the world. And Yahshua is the light of the world. And in Malachi, it tells us that Yahshua would be the son, S-U-N, of righteousness. You know, so I pray that you can see that this, this passage here is actually saying two different things at the same time. Just to, just, it's just a matter of how you interpret it. It can be interpreted in two different ways, and, and yet both ways are true. It can be interpreted just the way the interpreters interpreted it here in Genesis 37, 36, the Midianites selling him into Mizraim unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of, of the guard. Or it can be interpreted in the way that I'm going to interpret it now. It may seem like I'm stretching, but I'm not. It may seem like I'm reaching, but I, I promise you I'm not. This is just simply the definitions of the words. Potiphar speaks to belonging of the son. So right off the rip, we see that the men of strife sold them into Egypt, which is a type of Jerusalem, spiritually speaking, you know, according to Revelation um, 12, 8, you know, or is it 8, 12, 1 of them. Um, now, unto Potiphar, one belonging to the son. We know Yahshua is a type of son, you know, as I just, just mentioned, um, two verses to validate that, you know. Then it speaks of an officer of Pharaoh. Now, officer of Cyrus, number 5631, meaning to castrate a eunuch, a minister of the state, officer. So we're going to look at him as a minister of the state, a minister. You know, now, minister and an officer of Pharaoh. You know, oh, I'm sorry, an officer. So the officer speaks to a minister of Pharaoh. Pharaoh means the great house. Now, what is the great house of Yah? None other than his temple. So here it is. We see we're already in, in, in Egypt, which is, um, spiritually speaking, is Jerusalem, right? Where, is, where the great house is, you know, Yah's temple. And he sold to Potiphar, one belonging to the son. You know, one belonging to Yahshua. Now, it gets tricky, so you got you to follow along with me. Don't get lost. You know, one belonging to the Son. The Son is a type of Yahshua, you know, because Yahshua is called the Son of Righteousness. He's called the Light of the World, so on and so forth. You know, now it says, and the captain, the captain means the head person, the captain of the guard. Now, this word guard is interesting. It's Tabak, number 2876. It literally means to be a butcher or a life guardsman, also a cook. Now, I want you to see that he was sold to one that was belonging to the son, to one of his own, that was a minister of the great house, that is the house of Elohim. He was one of the head persons, and he was a life guardsman. He was a life guardsman. What is a life guardsman? It's someone who guards the life of a man. Life guardsman. Can you see what's happening? I pray you can see what's happening. You know, I'm going to say that again. So we have these men of strife. They sell them into Jerusalem. You know, 
and which is which is spiritually Egypt, according to scripture, to one belonging to the Son or belonging to Yah. He's a minister and he's an officer or the head person of Pharaoh, that is of the great house, and he's the he's the um, captain of the life guardsman. So he's the head life guardsman. He's the head guy who who guards the lives of men. And he's there to guard the life of Yahshua. Or Yosef, you know, in this case. Now, if we continue on um, with the story, which picks up in Genesis 39.1, it says, Yosef was brought down to Egypt, and it's, it's almost a repeat of what it ends off in 37. It says, Yosef was brought um, Yosef, which is a type of Yahshua, was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Sound almost the same, right? You know, but it's different. Hmm. And we're going to show you where it's different. Now, remember where we left off at. We left off Genesis 37, 36. This is the last verse speaking about the story of Joseph and then it picks up in, in chapter 30, 39. You know, so we leave off with these men of strife selling them into Jerusalem uh, um, to someone that's belonging of the son, you know, which is a picture of one of Yahshua's servants actually, you know, one of his ministers if you would, hence he's an officer of the great house the greatest house of them all, the house of Elohim. He's a head person, and he's the head over the life guardsmen of guiding the, the um, guarding the lives of men. Now, we go to Genesis 39.1, and it speaks about Joseph was brought down. This word brought down is Yerod. It means to descend, literally to go downwards. Okay, so this is a picture of Joseph or Yahshua descending downwards. Now, we know after he was killed, he did descend downwards, you know. Now, it says, um, brought downwards um, to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Israelites. Now, this word bought, he says it bought him. This word bought is kanah. Number 7069, which means to erect. So you see a picture of him descending, and then he brought him to erect. That means he erects. So he descended, then he erects. Can you see that this is a picture of the resurrection? He descends, then he erects. You know, the word kana literally means to erect. You know, um, that is creating by extension. It means to procure, especially by purchase. You know, so it literally means to erect. That is the literal meaning. So I'm not adding anything here. You know, I'm not reaching, I'm not stretching nothing. This is the literal definition. Actually, the stretch is to say that he was purchased. You know, that's by extension, which means to extend, to stretch. I'm not stretching. The literal definition means to erect, just like brought down the literal definition means to descend so it's speaking of him descending and then erecting this is clearly a picture of a resurrection 
Then you have verse 2. It says, And Yahuwah was with Yosef, and he was prosperous. He was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now, these two words, a prosperous, is taken uh, from the Hebrew word uh, zalak, number 6743, meaning to push forward. So now we have a picture of him descending, erecting, and pushing forward. Can you see that? You know, and then verse 3, Genesis uh, 39, uh, verse 3. Oh, I'm sorry, did I finish reading? Verse 2, and Yahuwah was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. You know, so here it is. We see a picture of Joseph, you know, in one translation, it is just what we read in the KJV, but in another, it speaks of him descending, literally going down, being erected, and then um, being pushed forward, you know, being... Um, being pushed forward, uh, and then we see in verse 3, and his master saw that Yahuwah was with him, and that Yahuwah made all that he did to prosper, and Yosef found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had, he put in his hand. You know, now, when we look at this word found, and Yosef found grace, this word found is matzah, which means to come forth to. So now we add that to what we're seeing. We're seeing him descend, being erected, and being pushed forward and coming forth. Tell me that's not the resurrection. You know, now it says, and Yosef came forth or was found, Yosef found grace. This word grace is kin. Uh, and it's number 2580 in, in the Hebrew and your strongs and it means graciousness is from Kanaan meaning to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior mm. Mm. now I want you to see the picture that scripture is actually painting he's painting a picture of Yosef or Yahshua descending erecting mm. and being pushed forward and coming forth Coming forth to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to picture in your mind what it speaks about in, I didn't get a chance to put it up here, but picture in your mind what it speaks about in Matthew 28, where it speaks about the angels coming forth. They removed the stone. Imagine them, imagine them removing the stone. And imagine Yahshua erecting himself, pushing forward, coming forth, and bending or stooping in kindness to his inferiors, which are the angels that's before him. I'm not making this stuff up. It's right there. It's there. It's there and it's been there for thousands of years. It's there. Yes, you can, you can translate it the way that it's translated, but you can also translate it in the way that I'm uh, presenting to you now. It's in the word. I'm not stretching it. I'm not pulling it apart. I'm not reaching. 
It's just simply there in the word. It's right there in the definitions. You know, I pray that you can see that 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 this passage clearly speaks of the death and resurrection of Yahshua in detail. I might add. You know. So verse 5 goes on to say and it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer and it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had and Yahuwah blessed the Egyptians house for Yosef's sake for Yahshua's sake and the blessing of Yahuwah was on all that he had in the house and in the field you know and we know Yahshua is over the great house you know, that's all I have for you. Pray with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.